Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors, 10% off your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Usual three of us with you. Dan, Michael, and Moscow White as well. This is available on both YouTube and on your podcast app. If you are watching the YouTube version, you'll spot that Moscow has a Christmas jumper on. Do you want to talk us through that? I just put, well, I had to <laughs> put some clothes on, so this is the clothes I'm wearing. He's got leather chaps on. You can't see those on the on the video. Just making use of what he's got. Well, you should get one of our new T-shirts, Moscow. It's got the dancing. Are they scoreboard aliens or are they um, are they eggs? Both. Whatever you want them to Both be. Dancing things yeah. from the from the 90s. Yeah, nice retro callback on the front of a t-shirt. You can find that on our merch store. Uh, before we get into the show proper, just to let you know about TSB Plus, if you're not yet a member, you can get discounts on our merch, including that new t-shirt, fancy. And you can also get extra shows. We do the extra ball for members as well, which is a bonus show. This week, we are talking about wolves, not wolves from the other week, but mudslinging wolves the wolves of Kevin Muscat and, dare I say it, Don Goodman. Mm, the killing hour FA Cup dreams, which never really, never really did come back, did they, after that? No, and here's a little sample of that. Of that. It's a better show than it was a game anyway. Suddenly it all kicks off on the pitch, doesn't it? You've got Muscat up in his grill, so is Keith Curl as well. And uh, what does Jimmy do? Well, he just doesn't take kindly to being shouted at by Keith Curl, and so he, he nuts him. <laughs> is there no, no, no easy way to say it? It's... I mean, it's, again, much as it was a definite penalty, this is a definite red. Which, You're on an FA charge for this these days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Keith Curl is being an obed, and on um, reflection, it seems fair enough. Ah, some classic memories to enjoy that with us again. And it is, it is a good show. Uh, you'll find that over on the Extra Ball this week. Discounts on the merch, as we mentioned. To check out the details of that, the squareball.net forward slash plus our membership packages. And straight into the news, and starting off with some um, sad news as well. It's never nice when this happens, is it? When one of the uh, the old guard passes away. But Peter Gumby, who was a Leeds coach in the 1980s, has died at the age of 87. And probably from an era where coaches sort of stayed at clubs, whether managers were still there or not, seemed to just be there in the background, kind of um, just nicely chugging along. But Peter Gumby, to me, I mean, I think we're all of a generation where we had posters on the wall and he was always one of those guys in the tracksuits on the posters, like you had the manager in the middle, the players in the kits, and then just at the edges, you had like Alan Sutton, who was the physio, and Pete Gumby was there as well. Yeah, there weren't many coaches in those days either. It wasn't a Bielsa situation where you had like 20 backroom staff arriving with him. It was a, 
more of a kind of bibs and balls approach to coaching in those days. But yeah, he was there for, through a, through a very long period of time. Was uh, was Peter? Yeah, it's quite hard to actually put the dates on it. He first shows up on the the team photos about 1980, and he's still there in the the 1990s. One of the things he did aside from coaching was he was basically hosting youth players for a while. They would live in his house um, in the kind of the transition from them uh, living in local B&Bs to Thorpe Arch having purpose-built accommodation that then got sold off as everything fell apart. A big house with uh, Pete Gumby and his wife looking after all the youth players, which is why a lot of the tributes on um, on social media over the last few days have been people like Alan Mabry and Andy Cousins and Mark Jackson and Kevin Sharp and Brian Dean, who would have known him from the 80s, a kind of generation of good FA Youth Cup winning players before the uh, the O'Leary's babies lot came along, that kind of transition bunch of kids that we thought might be the future. Um, and are now, you know, Mark Jackson's um, a coach with Leeds now, so comes full circle and a player as well. I don't think he made any first team appearances, but he was a, a youth player at Leeds a long, long time ago. And um, well, was part of the furniture and a name that, um, a name that frequently gets spelt wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons why people always kind of remember him is because there's this fixed debate or not a debate, but this fixed kind of conversation that happens where people go, oh, Pete, Peter, you remember Peter Gumby? To be like, no, it's Gumby. So, no, it's got to be Gumby. So I can remember having that argument over the years as to whether it's Gumby or Gumby, and it's G-U-N, as in pew, pew, um, <laughs> gun. But he was always, that would always be kind of um, mixed. It was like when Gary Kelly first broke through and he had two R's in the Rothmans. So it was forever you'd get posters with uh, Gary Kelly on, and occasionally... A picture of Noel Whelan, if you wanted a real big mistake. So it was hard to get things right <laughs> back in the day, but um, I don't think uh, Pete Gumby ever did anything wrong. Matt, Kil- Matt Kilgallen, P- Kilgallen as well. That's <laughs> another, that was another one that constantly was wrong. Kilgannon. <laughs> and all those. Just actually, you, you wrote the book, obviously, Moscow on Leeds United's history, so you may well know the answer to this better than me. Is it true that the youth players for a bit were put up in Bill Fotherby's old house? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sort of the ins and outs of that were quite uh, controversial, I think, because he had a big house in Round Hay and sold it to the club so that the club could then use it as accommodation for youth players. Obviously, some people pointed out that uh, Bill did quite well out of that deal because the club bought his house from him. For £50 million. And and gave him the money. I'm sure it was was all market price. And uh, any other people always tell you anything he... Um, earned from Leeds was a fraction of the money that he brought into the club. He was on a, he when he became in the mid nineties the highest paid football club executive in the country. It's because he was on a, re, a percentage of the commercial deals that he did. So he was always like, you know, they're not paying me a wage for this. I am generating so much money that I'm making all this money, and that's I believe the house that Pete uh, Gumby and his missus moved into. So they'd look after all these kids in a, a rambling mansion in Round A. <laughs> Very nice. And on to today's executives then, and something they appear to be doing, this, these leaked photos of the, the Bielsa bucket as a tribute to him, along with a load of other benches that appear to be there to be commemorating the promotion, if I could perhaps sum it up in, a, in one single phrase. What do you reckon? I mean, as an idea, it's fine. The execution's lacking a little bit. I mean, with the, with the bucket thing, do we know if this is the thing? Because they said there was going to be a lasting tribute to him. Is this the thing or is it just a thing? I hope it's a thing. Because mm. if it's a thing, I'm kind of all right with it. If it's, it. if it's the thing, it's a bit shit. I sort of quite... 
dare I say, quite like it as an idea. I think it's quite nice in the sense that whether you think it's tasteful or not, it's something that every fan can kind of go and enjoy. It's it's an inclusive thing, not an exclusive thing. You can go get your photo on it and, you know, like it's going to put you mentally in touch with the BLC era, isn't it, when you go and sit on it and get your photo. So I quite like it from that perspective. In terms of marking a promotion, feels a bit weak. Well, it depends what its purpose is for. And I'd, I think I, I don't like it because its purpose seems to be ass covering more than anything else. It was the one thing that stuck out like a sore thumb in the uh, statement about parting company with Marcelo Bielsa when at the end they were like, plans for a permanent tribute to Marcelo Ellen Road are underway. More information will be released in due course. You just sacked him. And I think whatever they did, whether it's a statue or a bucket or, you know, naming something after him, it's been a month since Bielsa was standing in front of the cameras after the Spurs game talking about how he was going to put this right in the next of the, in the rest of the season while the rest of the world knew that um, Jesse Marsh was flying in to replace him. And I don't think it's compatible to go from that to a month later. Like, oh, but we 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 do want to do a, a tribute, though. It feels like an attempt to kind of mollify the anger that was being generated from sacking such a good person. And anything they do, as far as I'm concerned, will just... I just don't think they should do anything. I think it's it's just not something that you can easily solve when you have just sacked the person. Mm. And we already have the mural in Wortley, the mural on Hyde Park Corner. There are fan tributes um, around the place to Bielsa and if the fans wanted to do something, fine. I just think putting it on the um, the kind of the to-do list of people whose previous to-dos was to sack him in the midst of uh, and send him home in tears is kind of like, oh, but we're, we're putting a bucket outside the pavilion, Marcelo, so... It's all right that we sacked you now, isn't it? Right, that's okay. It just from that from that point of view, I just don't think it it works at all. The two things aren't compatible. So my preference would be don't do anything. Well, they haven't done anything for Wilkinson, have they? Just going back to that uh, that sort of late eighties era. They've... Well, then he got sacked, and it's kind of at what point it needed somebody else then to do it. But you you couldn't have had Ken Bates opened a restaurant. <clears throat> well, I mean, you couldn't have had in nineteen ninety six Bill Fotherby sacking Howard Wilkinson and then saying, but we're going to, you know, name the training ground after him or anything. But I don't think you get to do the two things. It, it's, you have to just own the fact that in this situation as the board, you yeah. are the, you are the bad guys. And then trying to, oh, but we're, we're going to do a little thing for him. I suspect, really I might be wrong. I suspect this was getting done anyway. And the two might not be related. I don't think they've necessarily pushed the button on this having thought, oh, well, we better do something. I, I wonder if this was probably in the pipeline anyway. I mean, with the benches and stuff, there obviously is the one for kind of commemorating Peter Lorimer and Norman Hunter and, and that lot. So there's there's that bench and then there's a separate one, isn't there, for the promotion bench. Seems to be a separate one, I think. Because there's one with Player of the Year awards on one side and then how the league was won on the other, I guess. So you, you can't really tell exactly how all these things fit together because it's just, it's just still images. But I think that's two benches. Mm. So I wonder if one of those was kind of in the pipeline anyway and if the bucket is an afterthought well I think one of the benches needs to go in the bin because they've got the date wrong on the Swansea game mm. well and then also there's the dates of I don't even know why you put the date of death of the players that are being commemorated um, I mean this is very nitpicky but if you're going to do it do it right um, if there are nits let's pick them for, for Norman Hunter for example it already says 1943 to 2020 I don't know why you would then put 17th of April 2020 underneath as today that he actually died because 
doesn't feel particularly relevant. And then Norman Hunter, Trevor Cherry and Jack Charlton each have the year written as 20. And then Peter Lorimer has his year written as 2021. So those don't match up. And Oh yeah, God, that's shit, isn't it? I hadn't spotted, I hadn't spotted that. Yeah. yeah. And, and even, I mean, it's very nitpicky, but even the, the sort of the player of the year awards side, I don't know why it's relevant that Robbie Gotts played two app. Because he won the Academy Player of the Year, Robbie Gotts, two app. And Pablo Hernandez has his assists written. Nobody else has their assists on there. Luke Ayling's volley is goal of the year. Then he has 38 app, four goals underneath, and the things aren't really relevant. It's just not a very good job. But it's um, <laughs> it's part, I mean, it looks like it's an, an extension to Centenary Square, which is outside the pavilion. That's what makes me think these were maybe in the pipeline anyway, because there's... It does fit in with all of that, doesn't it? Mm. But it's strange. I mean, the bucket part of it. Can you imagine if Bielsa was still here? Are they going to ask him to unveil that? <laughs> Go put your ass on this, Marcelo. Because, um, oh and even now he's not here, how do they unveil that? Who like, Do they send Jesse Marsh to do it instead? Oh, we've got a bit of a club function going. And even if you send Liam Cooper as the captain, if he unveils this, and then the next questions are, so do you miss him? <laughs> it's just it's a really awkward thing which would be avoided if the statement about parting company they didn't use the word sacking even though they sacked him if they'd not put in we'll put a permanent tribute to Marcelo at Elland Road they just left that alone but it felt like oh like the, that's in there to kind of appease people and now they have to follow through on this appeasing action and I don't think it, it will really work because half the people you know I think there was an idea, and I don't know if it came through, but there was going to be, the Trust were going to put some seats in Weatherby, or they were talking about it, or we had a conversation down the, the pub. But it was this kind of thing, like you can have a, a little seating area and people can sit and they could be buckets and you can discuss things. It's all fine. It makes sense. But some people would rather have a statue. Some people would rather do something else. It's the problem that always comes up with tributes of this kind is that they're never good enough. And then it comes down to the fact that, well, if you liked him that much, you shouldn't have sacked him. <laughs> he might be going to Bolivia anyway now. That's the latest rumour, well, isn't it? Just on, on the bucket, you did point out to me yesterday, Moss goes, oh, look, the quote around it, there isn't enough space for him to put a, put the full quote on. We've only seen a still of it. But yeah, so, it, he's obviously just going to say, a man with new ideas is a madman. Yes. The end. <laughs> it has that written around it. For anybody who hasn't seen the picture, It's um, it looks like it's made of stone with a bit of a kind of a, a weird... Uh, groove and then written around it beneath the Leeds badge is a we can see a man with new idea and then presumably going around the other side ideas is a madman but there is not room to then add uh, until his ideas triumph so it's kind of like there might just be it depends how close it comes around to joining up I really mm, hope so just kind of goes above the line or you just <laughs> scrunch it up a little bit to try and get it on well, or do like, it in a spiral it, but, says, it says until his ideas prosper and then eventually sort of tail off and then we have to sack him that's what the fuck yes. that's what the that's what the full quote says. Until his ideas stop working. Yeah. Until until we lose all faith in him and we decide to get rid of him, but just have a bucket hanging around to pretend that we never, that that I, wasn't us. I feel like you're not over it, Moscow. Can I just say? Well, I'm not really. I know. You don't need to go into it. You don't need to go into it. What I was going to say was, let's try and be grown-ups about this because we are, we're poking it with a stick. And it's let's constructive see, let's, criticism that they could do with maybe just like kind of carving the whole thing again. <laughs> Um, I was going to say how expensive is granite binning it off is it granite is it poured resin I'd, I'd I mean, say it's, it's granite 
Isn't that granite? Yeah, that'd be very, very heavy. It looks, like a, it looks like a kitchen worktop. It's not going to be solid granite, though, is no, it? No, probably not. Half an inch. Con- a concrete block with some granite mm. fascia on it or whatever. But yeah, I, I, now you started pointing out the little minor errors with it. I'm really annoyed by all of it. I want it to go away. <laughs> it just lets it down, doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of, you want that stuff to be right. And it's, it's daft stuff. Like, I'm just like, how the league was won underneath it. it says top goal scorer Bamford all in white. And then in brackets, in gold. In brackets, why? 16? Yeah, nobody else's goals are in brackets. I don't get it. So everybody, whenever the goals are, are written elsewhere, it's all, and it kind of, it, it reminds me of, you know, when um, like kids write essays and they write them how they think they should be written or like you, you set kids like a, a school project to write a newspaper. So they do it in kind of what they think is a newspaper voice. Right. There's an element of that where it's like, so with the, you know, the dates for Norman Hunter where, well, somebody thinks that you put the date of death on something something like this, but if you actually looked at a one at a really good tribute that was done properly by people who know what they're doing, it wouldn't be done like that. It, the people just think that's the right way to do it, but it's not the thing that they're good at, so it kind of falls apart like that. It's the same with like gavels in courtroom. If you ask a kid what happens in court, they say, oh, well, the judge slams a hammer and goes, order in the courtroom, order in the courtroom. It's like, that doesn't happen. Not in the UK, it doesn't, does no, it? No, it doesn't happen and anywhere. It's just that's what it's just a cliched idea of what people think happens. So it ends up kind of, that filters through when um, a project like this comes up and people don't really kind of have a full grasp of how to do it. But, you know, 10 out of 10 for trying, I guess. Um, I've just mentioned, mentioned Bielsa and Bolivia. I Googled Bolivia just while you were talking there. And one of the first things that pops up on the right-hand side when you Google it in your Google results is plan a trip. Mm. And I'm thinking, if Bielsa does go to Bolivia... I mean, you've been to South America, Michael, haven't you? I've been to Bolivia, yeah. yeah. What's it like? Bolivia's mental. Yeah? Yeah, it's really strange. What In what way? Tell us. Uh, just like there were markets with uh, dried llama fetuses on. That was weird. Yeah. Just, did just you, stuff's did you, mental. Did you buy one? People, the, uh, at junctions in La Paz, they didn't seem to have any traffic lights. People just beat the horns and then went through them. Seemed, yeah. Which seemed unsafe. Oh, well, no, I'm actually, have you, there's that system in some towns in the Netherlands where they've taken out all road markings and um, stop signs and stuff and allow people to use the common sense. I'll be honest, it seemed dangerous when I was there. <laughs> right. When I was there, and the cars would reflect um, a road system that doesn't work as well. They're very battered. Right. But it'd be good, wouldn't it? I'm, I'd be surprised if they had enough money for a BLC, truthfully, because they're not exactly a successful... Mm international team and it, what wasn't he earning like 19 million pounds a year or something after Leeds with all of his coaching staff yeah so it was like 12 million or something, I don't know I'll oh, just go somewhere it's a big gap we probably need to settle because it would be lots of millions the square ball say we were, we were just saying it was lo- lots of millions that was all um, but <laughs> yeah yeah if we don't get quote, let's not get quoted on that no it'll yes. be, it'll it be was, many many multiples of, it was somewhere between no millions and lots of millions wasn't it correct yeah. but it, it'll be a hell of a lot more than Bolivia's previous and current manager if indeed they have one La Paz is 12,000 feet above sea level Mm, three three and a half thousand metres were you gasping for air very headachey right yeah it wasn't ideal I mean ideally I'd like him to go somewhere a bit nearer so we can go like a nice European city that I've not yet been to it would be my actual aim how do you fly to La Paz can you get there from the UK La Paz is because it's at altitude a lot of I think international. So the, plane, the plane doesn't have to drop as far. Yeah, well, yeah, but I think international flights often don't go directly there. I think right. sometimes you have to change somewhere. I might be wrong, or maybe that's changed. I in, am on, in the twenty years. I am on Skyscanner.net. So. I mean, let's wait till he's appointed. I would say before you book any flights. I'm not going to book him. I'm just just going to investigate. Mm. But it gives us something to watch, doesn't it? If he goes there, we can. He does seem quite a long way from going there. To be fair, the um, the quotes. From... He's in Argentina. That's closer than Leeds. The quotes from the Bolivian 
FA president were along the lines of, um, now that we, we definitely cannot qualify for the World Cup, we are looking for a new coach and uh, Bielsa is somebody that we're we're talking to. And then it was kind of qualified. I was like, well, we're not we're not actually talking to him. We have <laughs> we'd like to talk. We to have him. inquired about whether we could talk to him, but and then we will, and then we would have to. This look is at the, this is not the meeting. This is the preliminary chat about the meeting, and then we would have right. to look at the the budget that we would be able to make available to him, and or like so. I think it kind of it rolled back a little bit, but there is um, because of his status and because of him being out of work. And because of the cycle of World Cup qualifying being where it is, I'm sure he was linked to Colombia as well. And there's lots of countries and clubs across South America who, if they're doing a, a managerial change, are either having to deny, they're all being asked, would you employ Marcelo Bielsa now is available? And the Bolivian FA have gone, yeah. Mm. Um, but then I don't know if we'll get much further than that. But you never know. Uh, it seems a bit, a bit like a trek. I've just sort of the cheapest on Skyscan has come out at 1260 quid. Journey, <laughs> journey time of 29 hours and 38 minutes. It's not direct. Mm. We appear to be going uh, via Madrid and Santa Cruz, Viru Viru uh, and VVI Bolivia. So there's a couple of, I don't know exactly what any of that means. Um, there's one that goes via Miami. It uh, sounds more difficult than going to see Pablo. Bit of a faff is what I would say. Okay. Cheap when you get there though. So pluses and minuses. Yeah, everything seems to be two or three stops. So there's no direct London to London to La Paz. What about Leeds to La Paz? Fuck London. I think I'm sure there's there's a daily flight from uh, Yeadon Aerodrome, isn't there? How to uh, should be to La Paz, Church Fenton to, to La Paz <laughs> to Bamford then, and confirmation of the injury is plantar fascia. R- they, stuck, they stuck this one out, didn't they, on a Sunday night? Sunday no, night is the place. No, no one was expecting this. As it was pointed out to us on Twitter, Sunday night is the place that bad news goes to die. As if Sunday nights aren't already bad enough. I mean, the the, the Sunday scaries are a thing, aren't they? Everyone. I'm stressing about going back to work when on we've got Monday, the weekend over, especially on an international weekend when it's such a dreary time anyway. Uh, we've got a diagram here on our sheet of uh, of the foot, I believe that is. That is the foot, correct. The foot. Well, full marks, yep. Side, side on. Yep. I just put it on to, just so we know exactly what it is. Uh, this thing, Cal, uh, a cal, uh, cal, cal, is one of them. Yeah, I think that's, there's a talus and a navicular. It's to that. It's the band across the bottom of his foot anyway. How's your, how's your cuneiforms looking? Good, yeah. Never yeah. been better. Are your phalanges fine? Mm. Or have you just got what the one phalange? It just that's the end bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now they're all that's the dangly bit. All in order at the end. All in order. Stuff. And your metatarsals. Obviously, everyone knows what metatarsals are because Beckham invented them, didn't he? Mm. And but, Rooney had one okay. at some point as well. But yeah, it's the big, the big stretchy bit from your heel to the front of your foot. Bit saw that. Mm. It's not that surprising that he's out for ages because they played it right down after the Wolves game. But I mean, he looked. He looked pretty knackered as he went off, and the mm. fact that he was he was running and then suddenly not made you think, oh, something's kind of pinged there. It looked like he'd stood on Lego or a plug, mm. an upturned plug at that moment. And I, I know Wolves were into some of the dark arts, but I don't think they were getting into distributing Lego and or upturned plugs at Molyneux. Mm. But has, has anyone seen any video evidence to disprove it? That's what I want to know. The Wolves fans, it part of the well, actually no, it was it was anti Wolves conspiracies, wasn't it? Never mind the other way around. But yeah, he's pretty much out for the season, isn't he? Yeah, because he's not you're not coming back in from a, a what what we could just say is a ripped foot. Is he's not going to be sprinting back in for the final week of the season? Now he doesn't need surgery though. That was the good news. Although this is when we get to summer and go, ah, he doesn't need surgery. What we found out is we've sawn his leg off below the knee just as a precaution. So unfortunately, Patrick is going to be out for a sustained period. Mm. It does make you 
wonder, doesn't it, if, if, as the information said, he's been carrying this plantar injury for 12 months, why we were so reliant on him and no other strikers? Tyler Roberts, mm. I guess, was the backup, wasn't it, at one point? Broken. And then we signed Dan James, who, while we didn't think we were signing a striker, Bielsa obviously thought he could play that, so maybe, I guess, he was maybe the backup option as well, at the mm. st- if we thought there was a, a doubt over him. Played there for Wales the other night against mm. Austria. And got pelters <laughs> galore, didn't he? He actually played really well. It's just you can't finish. Yeah. That's the, the crucial thing that's missing from his game. And then he... Uh, At least he's consistent. And then he limped off um, a few minutes from the end. Stuart Dallas limped off as well, didn't he? For Did he limp? Northern Ireland? Uh, he, he, Dallas is always groin. fine. I mean, he, he just limped... Just gaffer tape uh, it back together. He limped on. That's the way Stuart approaches these things. It's yeah. hard to tell with... I mean, the details are sparse on, on Pat, despite having the full... Um, Sunday evening shattering statement. The thing with your your plantar um, injuries is that you can have it but not realise that's what it is. It can sort of disguise itself as a morning ache. So when they're saying he's been playing with us for 12 months, I'm wondering how much of that is kind of a, like a retrospective kind of, ah, that's what it's been until now. And it's something that can be played through it's sort of wear and tear and um, can arise for various reasons and will, but you'll sort of get these like microscopic tears that will start to cause... You've been looking into this like properly. Yeah. That will cause, um, <laughs> that will cause pain, but you won't necessarily know what it is. And sometimes a common problem is that athletes who have it won't say anything because they'll just think it, it's a morning ache and you say, oh, well, okay. And you just go and say, oh, my, my heels hurt a bit. And they're like, oh, carry on. Run it off. On. Yeah. I once, um, had, um, I once had a problem with mine and it was because my, discovered this when looking into it, my metatarsal stroke phalanges were yeah. are too long. My middle toes are weirdly long compared to my big toe, which means more pressure goes through the middle of your foot. Which... Show me your toes. <laughs> I mean, All right, Paul Skulls. <laughs> are you going to have a nibble? I might do. If and then I'll put them on the floor, look. look, look see, my, so, my middle, so my middle toe, my second toe is longer than my big toe. Oh yeah, you're one of those freaks. Yeah. Got a Greek foot, right. is what it's also known as. It can be. Um, so if you do have like slightly odd feet or a, an unusual gait, then over time it can cause wear and tear on the plantar uh, fascia. And then this microscopic tearing is the condition of fasciitis. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, I think so. Um, Do- uh, Dr. Chapman. And then the thing with his injuries so far this season has been, well, it was his ankle first, wasn't it? then his hamstring, then his quad. And it's because, well, this, I'm not saying it's because, but one thing that can happen is um, the effect of the the kind of the compensation to get around the plantar injury is other ah. muscles have to do other things to work around it. And so if you have an ankle injury and that's causing your foot a lot of pain, nobody's necessarily going to be looking in detail at the plantar fascia to say, oh, maybe that's the, the problem. And as for the surgery thing, there's kind of a there's a toss up between. Well, there's two things. One is that there's some debate about whether injections to play through it with the pet to ease the pain can then cause it to snap. The cause and effect kind of studies <laughs> the, old, the old racehorse approach where you pump them full of hormones. Yeah, basically, and people are, but people aren't sure go. if the the it's the steroid injections actually cause it then to snap, or if it's just like the the extra where that you then carry on playing with it is the thing but playing on through it eventually you get to the point where it can just go ping and it's a toss-up as to whether when they say he doesn't need surgery 
the effect of it going ping is actually pretty much the same as what the surgery would be. The surgery would be they would put you under anaesthetic and in a controlled environment, the doctor would make it go ping or the surgeon. So the same thing happens. And then you, it's just a matter of how long you wait until it repairs and it can actually be a good thing in the long run is that to, to fix it, you have to rupture it, whether that's by a surgeon or in this case, it's by Jesse Marsh <laughs> a good, sending him out a good, a good on mo- his broken foot. <laughs> a good motto for life. To fix it, you've got to rupture it. Yeah, I like that. So I was, I was, I'm not bothered about this anymore. <clears throat> I want to know about Michael's planter. How is it? It's been all right recently. Yeah, but that's because I'm not trying to. Uh, so I got around. I got around my issues by buying some better shoes and not doing much exercise. Yeah. So how does that sort of mesh in with the the 92 mile walk we're doing in about eight weeks for mm. charity? We'll see how it goes. I've done like 15, 16 miles. It's I'm not. Right. I'm not rooming with you, am I? Uh, like I don't no. hear you fucking moaning. Ah, <laughs> oh, me planter. You're not Pat Bamford. No, it's been all right though. So we'll, we will see. Um, as long as Jesse March gets nowhere near it, hopefully it'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be hopping along on that walk, won't I? It is a, I mean, there is a, a genuine thing with the Marsh slash Bielsa approach because the way to fix it, if you don't uh, snap it, and even after you do snap it, is just to let it heal completely. And so when Bielsa was saying earlier in the season, it's like about Bamford and about Rodrigo, and it sounded like, I'm not sure if Stroik had the same thing, but Rodrigo has said he had the same thing. Where it's like he has a, a pain in his heel and once the pain goes, he will be okay again. That's what Rodrigo said, wasn't it, in the yeah. interview, yeah. But we can't predict when the pain will go is absolutely true. What it seems that Marsh has done with Bamford and possibly with Calvin and Cooper being on the on the benches to say, well, if it's only hurting a bit, we'll put you on the pitch anyway. We had him for 10 minutes, <laughs> available for 10 minutes at Leicester. And then, so it's not to say that he would have got any better with Bielsa's style of waiting as long as possible and then being cautious about bringing him back but it's hard not to say that or hard not to think that putting him out to play in the in the condition he, he was has perhaps been a contributing factor to him ending up in the situation can't help can he? but as we all know that famous maxim you've got to rupture it to fix it mm-hmm. so that's and the, the and the flip side of that is that the two best periods we've had with marsh have coincided with bamford being on the pitch so we needed him back to play to play well can we Send him out there, even if he don't play, as he maybe put his foot into a strap. Just yeah, just be be there. One roller skate. Yep, that'll do fine. Speaking of ruptured things, you see Josh Warrington's X-ray, by the way, after his fight. Well, you've seen you've seen his video with his face as well. He's got a very big face, hasn't he? After <sighs> his and he, after and he was the guy who won. <laughs> yeah, Christ. A good video of Liam Cooper in his changing room putting his hand around his neck and smacking his face. <laughs> that, and, uh, that is really soft. That's exactly what Josh said. He was like, "Oh, make me jaw." <laughs> I know. Did really well. Um, good atmosphere as well, wasn't it? I mean, I didn't, I didn't go down there, but um, Rob sometimes of this podcast was down there, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, and he wrote about it on the blog. So if you go on our website, there's Rob's write up. He didn't mention in that that the um, one of the biggest fights on the undercard seems to be in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and that distracted a lot of people, but um, but yeah, world champion again, and another poor performance by a Spaniard called Kiko in Leeds, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know if he was poor, but I, it's um, lost, didn't he? I can't what, remember what was it Billy Bremner uh, said? You get note for coming second? I can't remember seeing Josh going after somebody that quickly at the start of a fight before he was definitely, um, um, well, it was career on the line for him in a way, wasn't he? He would have been in trouble if he'd not won that, that fight. So he started it as if he meant to win it. And then... All seems like a lot of bother, doesn't it? Once his jaw was broken, <laughs> decided it was time to finish it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> My jaw really hurts. Not to mention his left hand being broken as well. But, you know, you can't fix it without rupturing it, can you? The old... Uh, <laughs> 
the old left hand. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my jaw's never been broken, and I'm happy to I'm happy to leave it that way. It yeah. functions. It seems to work all right yeah. as it is. So I'm I'm not going to rupture it. No. I, ideally, anyway. Good. I'm pleased about your plantar as well. That's that's mm. the best best news today, really. In many ways, um, Leeds United women as well back to winning ways. They play. Mind you, they were playing a lot of what pensioners, weren't they? The old uh, Norton and Stockton ancients, etc. Brown and under down with the goals after two successive defeats back to winning ways, which is good. Are they playing at Tadcaster now? Because last time we heard Tadcaster was underwater. They're back at Tadcaster, yeah. Has that, played, has that now drained? They have played at Tadcaster good. Um, since, and then they're off to Welland Road for the last home game of the season, 10th of April, Sunday, versus Annick Town, mm-hmm. who they need revenge over because Annick knocked them out of the uh, the Plate Cup. Yeah, yes. The, the, plate, old, cu- the plate Cup shield. Yeah, yeah. The, other, the good old Plate Cup. Um, so 10th of April, two o'clock kickoff, free for season ticket holders and members, five for adults, 250 for everyone else. And just before that, on the Thursday before that, they're in the West Riding County Cup final against Brighouse Town, who are from the division above. And that's at Woodlesford, which is, it's a good night out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've been to a couple of the, the County Cup finals there and it's atmospheric. There's under the lights. The pitch is huge. It's, it's the FA County mm. headquarters. And um, it's kind of middle of nowhere. Apologies to the good people of Woodlesford. I'll have you know it's on the direct train route from Pontefract. So it's, well, the, it's basically to, the centre of the universe. To where? Hades? <laughs> to Leeds. Right. Put it yeah. this way, the pitch isn't. Well, fair enough. Um, so you are out in the sticks a bit from uh, um, from civilization, but it's... Um, so it's um, Pontefract, to be, <laughs> to be fair. But it's good. It's it should be, So that should be a... a a chance of silverware. Brighouse is strong. I don't know how they're doing this season, but they are in the division above and they've always been... And quite frankly, Brighouse have got, they've got no good reason to be in the division above Leeds United women, quite frankly. With all due respect to Brighouse. <laughs> Let's sort that out. Are you going for Brighouse like we went for Brentford? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we preview Southampton then in the second half of the show. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a big weekend, this. Have you seen the fixtures elsewhere? It's probably worth putting it in context. Most people will be aware. Liverpool, Watford, Chelsea, Brentford, Burnley, Man City, Brighton, Norwich, and then you've got West Ham, Everton, and Spurs v Newcastle. Every single one of those other clubs should, according to the form book, drop points if not lose there. And we should win? We should win, yes, because we are... Are we on a run? I think we might be on a run. 
it's as near as a run as run as we have got this season, isn't it? Two in a row. And Southampton are not on a run. Well, they are on a run, a losing run. Having stormed the league, having a brilliant season, they've decided that's quite enough of that. Didn't they do this last year? They just completely nosedived after Christmas. I can't really remember. They seem to just always have throwing really strange results, don't they? Like they've had a couple of there can't be many teams who've lost nine nil and then not been relegated in those seasons. Mm. But yet they manage it. Wish a year. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't underestimate them by any stretch of the imagination. It'll be a really tough game. I think all the games between now and the end of the season will be. Um, and just because we've had a couple of wins, we can't take our foot off the accelerator. And they did absolutely batter us down there. Yeah. We need to cover that as well. Because we I think at the time we described it as the worst ever performance under Bielsa. But we were doing it off the back of an international break. Eek. We didn't have Rafinha, did we? Because he was too sleepy. Barcelona's Rafinha. Ah, uh, that's a bit annoying, isn't it? I forgot that from uh, the news roundup, didn't we? That Deco's already sold him, but yeah. I guess we worry about that in the yeah. You remember the summer? Remember the days when tapping up was like a big, he's, he's a big not, controversy. He's, not he's Chelsea scum, though, isn't he? Deco? And now they're like, oh yeah, he's agreed a five-year contract. But hang on, I mean, it's I mean, all fine and well. You might have agreed the terms on it, but we don't have to sell him. I mean, who has reported the that stuff? Anyway? It's Romano, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he just he's just. Any transfer news he can get, he's just dribbling, isn't he? So it's kind of, I don't know how far I believe the agreed terms bit, but I do get that they probably want him. What they're going to buy him with? Peanuts. Well, exactly. And they haven't even decided, or Dembele hasn't decided if he's leaving yet. And if he's staying, I don't know what they would want with Rafinha as well, necessarily. I I dare say we will sell Rafinha either this summer or after the World Cup if we choose to hang on to him till after then, because that's probably his maximum value, isn't it? Um, Assuming he doesn't get some sort of terrible injury at the World Cup, which would be very Leeds United going into the last 18 months of his contract. Or away to Southampton. Or even at home to Southampton, because yep. he'd been away to Southampton and didn't let him play. No. Uh, well, actually, to spin it all back to, to Leeds United, we got in the Bamford's knackered statement that most of the other players will be back for Southampton, or at least available for selection, let's put it that way. Yeah, Calvin, Liam and Diego all trained. Um, Rafinha, has, I like this. <clears throat> so everybody else is like they've all trained this week and then Rafinha has also joined in training after recovering it's like he's kind of turned up and done a bit um, I'm sure that's not what they mean they're just um, overwriting and then uh, matches click has returned to the squad after completing the concussion uh, return to training program. so just returned to the squad don't know if he's even joined in training mm. but what we do know is that he's been playing golf with a bottle of Corona and a Greg Sausage Roll and putting that picture on Instagram, which is... I didn't see that. I saw, obviously, we, we mentioned the pizza and Grandma Fleece one. Expensive uh, Grandma Fleece last week. He's but. absolutely living the best life. It was just a photo of uh, <laughs> a misty golf course, a bottle of beer, and a Greg sausage roll. I, I would just... happily put money on the fact that Mateus Click will be terrible at golf, and they'll just go up there like Happy Gilmore, swinging wildly just for fun. Well, if you remember the, uh, the clip of Barardi playing golf <laughs> in his early years, where he was in a bunker... And was just... Um, Much like when Happy Gilmore lost his shit on the course, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the classic um, early Berardis. Uh, <laughs> it was an unconventional swing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was more like he was beating a man to death with a club rather than trying to hit a ball Conven- Conventional for Berardi, etc. Mm. Uh, and then Melier, severe bruising to his upper thigh and lower torso, which I think just means his crotch. Mm. Um, they're just trying not to say it. He's got bruised bollocks and therefore not been involved this week as he's expected to be fit for the visit of the Saints. Which goes to show that uh, Jimenez did really clatter him, doesn't it? Yeah. If there were con- there were contusions, weren't they? Which sounds awful. Mm. I mean, Jimenez, do we know how he is? We've not been checking in on him. But the, well, the, 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 there's two things for him to recover from, the melee one and also obviously the Strouk one that he was booked for. That looked pretty 
Yeah, he was down for that one. It's disgusting. Well, it was he was well enough to go play for Mexico. I will say that. And oh, he played really... against the United States, but he did go down in that one. Um, so I just I just want to send him our best mm. and hope that he's um, he's made it through. Probably a recurrence of the one that he picked up the injury picked up while kicking Robin Cock in the shin. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so unlucky, isn't it? It's really difficult for him. So, yeah, all the best. Mm. How do you think we're going to get on then, given that we're nearly back to a full squad? <laughs> dare, dare we get confident? Dare we get hope? This is, the, this is when Leeds United are at the most dangerous for us, isn't it, though? When, when we think, hang on a second, we've won a couple now. And then over the last couple of years, they've always just popped up just to dash our expectations. It's an interesting one because it's essentially the it's a, a Red Bull, Red Bull clash, isn't it? Hassenhudel. Um, is definitely a proponent of the same gag and pressing penis formation nonsense that our uh, <laughs> Marsh lad. You a fan? Well, it's, it, I'm yet to be certain that it isn't just like posh Warnock with German terminology, but um, he plays that way as well, where it's all about just being really aggressive in the other team's half and like trying to win the ball next to their penalty area and score within eight seconds and all that kind of stuff. So it's a bit like um, taking on a mirror image of where Marsh would like us to be, which is, you know, throwing out nine nil defeats a couple of times a season um, and finishing mid table the rest of the time. I've watched a few of his videos and he's never said that. No, he hasn't. He's never he's never yeah. stated that as a name. Doesn't seem no. I suppose it's you, it's what's, the aim you what, can't really saying, say out loud. What's, what's nine in German? Nine. Ah, you would nine and nine. That's in Irish. Um. And yeah, I mean, if you look at Southampton this season, they got the 4-0 defeat at Anfield. I suppose they did a bit better than we did. And uh, 4-1 at home to Manchester City. So it does seem to fall apart in the same kind of ways that Bielsa's football fell apart. But then they do throw in the occasional win, which mm. we were not doing. So. A lot more wins than us. This season, mm. certainly. They're weird. I'm just looking at their um, their results since like turn of the year. They were on a bit of a, a decent run, weren't they? Really, they won quite a lot of games and only lost one in about ten, and that was to Wolves. I don't know if it's a South Coast thing because them and Brighton have at the same time just gone. That's enough wins. It's maybe it's mm. when it gets into spring and the temperatures start to rise and they just can't cope with the uh, the weather. You know, it's like the opposite of the can they cope with it in a cold Tuesday night in Stoke kind of vibe. Mm. There is some talk of them kind of being on the beach and whether they've kind of just got to this point of the season and started to coast a bit. They were. I watched the. Coast a bit. Um, yeah, I watched the defeats to Villa and also some of the Watford one from memory and they just looked awful. Like, I mean, that's, they, why, that's why we beat them last season at the end of the season. Wasn't, admittedly, it was kind of a, a dead rubber, really. I think it was more actually Tyler Roberts' deadly finishing that, of course, was, uh, yeah, yeah. that was the crucial but, factor but there. But they were really not arsed towards the end of last season when we beat them down there. No. And that's it. So it wasn't, a, for all this will be a kind of a, um, a tactical matchup. That always depends on the players carrying it out. And um, certainly against Villa, they just looked like they just weren't playing very well. Mm. So that gives us a good chance. What I'd like us to do is go out, play well, and just win. Just a straightforward, routine home win mm. where we don't get our lives shortened through stress. And no more injuries, ideally. Yeah. Whereas mm. the last game we managed to managed to get four, didn't we? Probably five if you include Dallas, who also looked knackered at, at several points. Would you play... Gelhart instead of Bamford straight swap or do you think we'll see something weird um, I need well play Bamford I have advocated for playing Bamford <laughs> just as a as a sort of a ceremonial cheerleader type role um, probably yes I don't know I'd like to see him absent from the injury update was any news on his bad back because he hadn't trained for a week before Wolves had he mm, that's true I kind so. of assumed it and was he didn't go on international fine. duty so 
Mm, I'd kind of assumed it was just all right because it was not a bad injury in the first place, so they didn't feel the need to update us on it. I mean, or maybe he's fully... Well, it's hard to tell now. In a because, full body cast. Because he, it doesn't sound like a bad injury, but then he couldn't train for a week. Mm. So if how that's quite bad. And then now there's no measure of... Because if a player's on the bench, we used to be able to say, well, there must be ready to play. But now, you know, Calvin Phillips was on the bench at Wolves and was had absolutely no prospect of playing. He was just there for what, you know, turned out to be quite a good role of coaching, celebrating, fighting the other bench. So it's fine for him to be there. And when you can have, you know, about 20 players on a bench now, can't you? So it's hard to judge and we'll see. But yeah, he... Uh, He's the big question though, isn't he? Calvin, <clears throat> would you? Up front? Maybe not up front. I'd probably go for midfield with Calvin. Would you pl- play him if he's, well, I don't know, 90% of the way there? I don't think he'll be 90% by the sounds of it. I don't think you can be in your first game back. I think you're always going to be further off it than that. I'd, I'd rather not risk him. I just feel like... Ever? No, not in this. I don't, it all feels is, too soon. Is he, is he the pair of new roller skates that you've begged your mum to buy and when you get them, you don't want to take them out of the box because you don't want to ruin them? I just, I'm just worried about him. I feel he's, I, he's basically the same as Bamford this year in that every time he's come back, it's just not been quite right. And is, is there not an argument though to say that given that this Southampton and Watford game the week after are the two that we really need to target, mm. that it's worth maybe taking a slight risk on him then? And then if we lose him for the the difficult games afterwards, then fine. <laughs> Aren't you worried about his broken body? Yeah. And the long-term effects of I it. I just want us to stay up, though. Although, I suppose, it's like it's like just before you sell something, you can wreck it a bit, can't you? Or you give know? back a higher you know, he's, he's going <laughs> He's going in summer anyway, isn't he, but Calvin? Well, uh, <laughs> don't be so negative. <laughs> no, hopefully he'll stay. But uh, um, I don't know. If, if Forshaw and Click are both fully fit, I would keep Calvin on the bench for this. Really? What about you, Moscow? What do you think? Um, I'd be inclined to play him, but it depends on who is going to give away the fewest free kicks around our penalty area because James Ward-Prowse is kind of the... He doesn't have to be playing well to score a free kick into our top corner. So that's the kind of thing. Um, Click is quite bad for a a dodgy foul, isn't he? He gives away quite Mm. a few free kicks when he's trying to get tackles in. So some good, clean, Calvin-style sweeping of the ball and then the man after feels like it would work. Because you could push Click further forward, couldn't you? Like, Because if Rodrigo's one of your two up front, then maybe Click goes further forward out of harm's way. I suppose as well the other aspect is because if Southampton do what we are aiming to do with that whole pressing high, trying to tackle in your third thing, you want the player who is most able to cope with these little pests um, running at him and so who is going to be stronger in possession, whether it be Calvin Phillips, for sure, Click, Lewis Bate, don't know, probably not going to be him, is it? Jack Jenkins. We've got so many options with our, our deep squad. But... Um, yeah, play him against Southampton, Watford, beat them both, and then fucking send him on holiday again. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually, about the question about who goes front, because I can't quite get me around it, because you'd think we'd play Dan James somewhere, the likeliest place it will be up front, won't it? Mm. Well, with, with Rafinha returning, you've, it gives the option, doesn't it, of just moving him back in and not changing anything else, but I just feel like I'd like to see a bit more of Galhart. I feel like he deserves it after his uh, his cameos this season. Would you play Galhart up front, Moscow? What would you do? Maybe his cameos are his best way. Mm. Come on late, don't worry about anything else. Just come on and score the goals. I don't mind Dan James up front. His finishing is obviously hilarious. It was quite <laughs> funny watching him for Wales because I didn't have a particular kind of dog in, in that fight. So when he, he's running through one-on-one and hesitating and gets tackled or shoots at the goalkeeper or uh, gets outpaced and tackled, which was quite a, a weird one, it was fine. And you just laugh. It's like, there's a, there's our little scum bastard doing what he does. 
but um, I can see why it would quickly wear out by 20 minutes of that on Saturday. But I don't think he's as bad at it as sometimes gets portrayed. He's just the way that the team has been. He's not going to be scoring loads of goals for Leeds United because we're just not a team that is scoring loads of goals. So him being up front, he's not going to be scoring like a hat trick every match. Cause so Dan James to score is. on Saturday. Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah, be lovely. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Um, and I wouldn't put it past him, was it? He was unlucky with that Wolves one that hit the bar, wasn't he? He's been really unlucky with a lot of stuff this season. I think uh, when Gelhart's goal against Norwich, Dan James did get himself in the right place. If Gelhart had stepped over that pullback, Dan James was coming in and would have definitely put it into the back of the cop. If he'd so stepped over it like Diego Llorente stepping over a Spurs through ball. Mm. Exactly. I mean, there's the other question of... Uh, Centre-halves. Did you put Cooper back in? Yeah. Because mm. Pascal Stroik has been a bit... Um, He's looked like he's been feeling the, the stress of it all lately, hasn't he? Um, did you not see his happy face at Wolves at the end? I did. The he, sheer look of wonder in his eyes. And uh, obviously him, um, how much responsibility he has for Joffy's bad back, lifting him at the end of the Norwich game, the way he did. But there's uh, <laughs> there's options there. So it, it helps to have uh, Cooper and um, Phillips both available. And Joffy, if he's fit. Just the best. I think we should just pick the best team and win. Mm, that'd be very much mine. And we are a much, much better team with Phillips in, which is why I suspect Marsh might take a chance on him. There's almost a kind of a, what I was saying the other week, about a, just do whatever we have to do to get to the summer now, stay up via fair means or foul, and then just everybody can just breathe and we start again and we get everybody properly fit and mm. and all the rest of it. But I know what you mean. It's, just, it's a calculated risk, isn't it? It's risk versus reward when it comes to Phillips. If we win this, I think we can fairly confidently say we're staying up. Yeah, particularly given all those other fixtures, that's the other important thing, because a number of them will, by definition, drop points, because yeah. everybody's bad. I just hope that we are now on an, an, a good uptick. Yeah, I mean, Watford aren't beating Liverpool, Burnley aren't beating Man City, Norwich and Brighton, Brighton have only got... Norwich I mean, don't, probably Norwich don't matter, draw, are they? Norwich are far too far cut off now. And then West Ham versus Everton's interesting, because it's Lampard going back to his old... Uh, but his old Moy, The Moyes angle as well, of course. Mm, they should swap teams. <laughs> and would anyone even notice? But um, and then, but I'm still keeping Newcastle kind of involved in the whole going down thing and Brentford because I don't think they should be allowed to get away with it. <laughs> well, we are, we are a, we're what, a point off Brentford again now. So yeah, we've, yeah. having declared them safe the other week, we have now dragged them back into it. So. That's why even I am wary of you saying that if we beat Southampton, I would call it a day. <laughs> We'll well, fine. We, we would potentially be well. We would likely be ten points clear of the of the bottom three at that point, with only seven eight games to play. Yeah, Burnley have still got about twenty five to play. They, yeah, but, but you know it's fine, isn't it? It'll be fine. It does feel like I was going to say that's the the sort of final point to address is we know the atmosphere will be good at Ellen Road because it's been good all season and really supportive. It'll be interesting just to see if there's that slight lessening of the tension that's been there for the last few games. Like there's obviously the tension around things falling apart before Bielsa went, and then that awful day against Spurs, and then all the pressure just being cranked up against Norwich, and you know the sadness of Villa. It's just I wonder what it's going to feel like on Saturday. It's always a bit weird after international break as well. It feels like we've been away for a long time. You know, it's not really that long, but there should be pressure on these two games because after Southampton and Watford we don't know when Chelsea will get played because they've, um, they're have they carrying on in the FA Cup and that but then Palace is a bit difficult because they keep being good even though they don't seem to get anywhere and then they keep being good but they're only five points ahead of us yeah and then um, Man City Arsenal we don't want to be needing to get anything out of those two games really do we 
We'd like to go into those games with as much pressure off as possible, I think. Yeah, and if we, I mean, if we beat Southampton and Watford, four wins in a row would be exceptional compared to the way that form's been the rest of the season. And then we can do what we want against Palace, don't sweat it against City and Arsenal. And then just a, a little tour of uh, Brighton and Brentford, like our victory lap. That would be the dream. I'd really, I'd really like to go into the Brighton game not shitting my pants about relegation. That's that's my one major aim. Or at all. Yeah, this, this, for this season. <laughs> yeah. I'd like my pants to stay shit-free <laughs> at all times. I'm actually looking forward to it. I am as well, I think. Yeah? Mm. Although I think I said I was looking forward to Villa. Jesse Marsh's first home game. Well, excited to see, you know, the new look team. They'll have built on that Leicester result. <laughs> I think actually I was excited. Defeat. I think I was looking forward to that week as a whole because I thought at the end of it we'll have a good idea if we're staying up or not. And as it was, we still didn't <laughs> because yeah. we got, we were dreadful. And then we managed to just grab a ridiculous injury time I, I winner. Do, I do wonder if because we've had that little upturn in form and people are starting to believe now we'll probably stay up. Hopefully we've you know we'll do enough that there's actually a sense that the finish line's in sight as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's been so tiring this season. It's all absolutely set up for a horrifying letdown, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's <laughs> where everybody arrives at three o'clock on Saturday yeah. feeling, cool, we just win this game and the finish line's in sight, everything's good. And then it'll be that same feeling of, um, again, it's forgotten because of how quickly Gelhart scored again, but that feeling when yes. Norwich equalised, yes. just actually, this is, oh, we're watching it fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> they both go, they go, all right, we've lost Southampton, but... As long as we go to Watford, yeah, we'll, we'll beat Watford. We'll beat Watford, and, and certainly as long as we don't lose there, that'll be. Oh, we've lost there. Okay, right, we're back. We're right back in it. We're back where we were three weeks ago. Mm. Please, let's win. So, are we saying cautious home win? Please, let's win. I don't. I'm not. I don't even want to predict anything. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna pray for a win. Okay, I just, fair enough. I just need to be able to relax a bit <laughs> and give you poorly foot a nice rest. Mm. Yeah, good. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for this week. We'll be back with propaganda post Southampton straight after the match. We'll hop in here from the stadium just around the corner. That and, won't be uh, propaganda. That'll be the match ball. That's what I meant. You, yeah, you knew I knew what, what I meant. meant yeah, and then we'll, we'll add this, we do so many of them. We're so good to these people, honestly. Uh, yeah, so yes, the match ball and then propaganda will be after that and all the usual weekly nonsense. And uh, do check out the extra ball as well. The Wolves show is over on there. Not talking about current Wolves, talking about old Wolves who made us very sad. Young Robbie Keane, though. Young Dewey Freeman. Yeah. Lots of um, links between the clubs. Fairly old Don Goodman. And very old Steve Bull by that point, who was, oh, basically pushing up the weeds. At, what was he, 32, we discovered? <laughs> he looked older and he'd been around forever. Yeah, that can be found over on TSB Plus if you want to have a look at that. The squareball.net forward slash plus. See you next week. The Squareball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 